welcome back to the Melbourne Coffee Culture Podcast. I'm Jonathan. Just a reminder to subscribe and to forward to your friends. Thank you. And today I have an interview with Frederick, who is a young Copenhagen gentleman who has spent the last few years uh, making pour over in a very hospitality focused industry. In Melbourne, we have a very uh, thick, strong, uh, palpable espresso culture. In Copenhagen, it's more of a Nordic approach to coffee where Frederick, as a barista, spent a long time in conversation with his customers. He would personally curate a coffee for each customer and he would choose the coffee, he would grind the coffee in front of the customer, brew the coffee in front of the customer, a lot of pour-overs, a lot of filter coffee, not very many espressos. And then he's come to Melbourne and he spent, you know, three months doing his punishment from our government, which, you know, forces... uh, uh, people to do their 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 hard labor in the in the agricultural industry here and i 've only heard bad stories so uh, forgive me if i 'm a little bit uh, misinformed but I do feel bad for these young people who um, you know who get mistreated in our gov- i think our government really um, needs to revisit their treatment of of international visitors and that 's another topic but uh Frederick has uh, made it through the uh, fruit picking season in Queensland and found a job with Code Black, one of Melbourne's uh, preeminent roasters. And and he's learning how to make coffees like a machine, you know. He's finding it a little bit challenging um, because his heart is for hospitality. He loves serving. He loves people. He loves the customer relationship side of coffee. And uh, yet he's standing behind a machine just pumping out espressos. So that's his dream job. He, He wants to be in coffee for what sounds like the rest of his life. So it's just a really interesting, um, impromptu, 10-minute interview with Frederick. So the context of the interview, it's very noisy. It's like a nightclub. There's an industry night going on in the background. I'm there representing Promised Land Coffee. We're cupping five uh, exclusive new and upcoming roasters from Copenhagen. All the coffees are super light roast. Um, Coffee Collective, uh, April, Factory, Prologue. And we had about 100 people there from Melbourne Roasters like Market Lane, Vacation Coffee. I think some Coffee Supreme people were there. Roasters, Baristas, Q Graders. Um, And so it was quite a privilege for me to be brewing the coffee for these people. It was interesting because Melbourne coffee's a a lot more developed. Um, Generally, even our light roasts are a little bit more developed. However, these coffees, even though the water in in Copenhagen is about 400 parts per million, Melbourne water is like 0 to 20 parts per million, depending on um, where, you, where you are in Melbourne. The coffees just tasted amazing. They were just sweet and delicious, and it was quite 
um, and education for the Melbourne Roasters to to see some coffees that were so light but also so sweet and so full of body. It was quite amazing. So this is uh, an interview with Frederick at the Bureau Collective in Cremorne, Melbourne, and I hope you enjoy it. Sorry for the noise. There's beer and coffee going round. This is Frederick yeah. from Copenhagen. Used to roast or work for Prologue as a barista, and it was really exciting to have him at Bureau Collective in Melbourne tonight because we were tasting five different coffees from Copenhagen, and it was really hard because four of the five were Kenyans and they were washed, and uh, one of the five was. Thanks, man. Nice to meet you. I'll we'll see you around. Thanks, it's good to be in, in. I might see you at the new space. What new space? Oh, sh- <laughs> okay. Thanks, guys. <laughs> um, so tell us about tell us about Copenhagen coffee and how it's lighter than Melbourne coffee. Uh, how it's lighter than Melbourne coffee? I think whatever you like. Yeah. The the main. I find the main difference between the coffees in, in Copenhagen and here in Melbourne is that uh, in Denmark we appreciate acidity more than you do yeah. down here. So down here I find all coffees a bit more uh, sweeter, rounder, heavier than than the coffees I'm used to back in, in Copenhagen. So that was the like the biggest turnaround for me yeah. uh, to move down here because I've used been used to very bright acidic coffees uh, with really like a punchy kick to it. Yeah. It was surprising and it wasn't surprising tonight that a lot of the people voted for um, the Colombian uh, by Prologue because I think a lot of our coffee, that was a little bit more developed than the other four and a lot of Melbourne coffees are Colombia, Costa Rica, Brazil. Yeah. Um, any thoughts? Uh, no, I found that too that uh, Prolog, they tend to roast just a tiny bit darker because they, yeah. Jonas, Jonas, who's the roaster and one of the co-founders of, of Prolog, he really, their goal is to make it as sweet as possible. They don't really, they roast through the terroir, but more for the sweetness and really like finding where it shines the most. Uh, so they, they roast a bit darker than... The, the four others we had on today. It was nice to have a different coffee uh, from four washed Kenyans. Yeah. What are you doing in Melbourne now? Are you still involved in coffee? Obviously, you're tasting coffees. Uh, yeah, I just got back from farm work up in Queensland and just started working for Code Black. Oh, uh, great. So that's fun, fantastic. So my, excited to be here. My favourite cafe in Melbourne, the best coffee in Melbourne is uh, Blondie and Fitzroy. They use Code Black. Uh, the Peru is outstanding at the moment. I might be getting a little bit older because I've had it for a while. Um, but yeah, love Code Black coffee in Brunswick. Brunswick? Yeah, uh, I've done shifts in Brunswick so far and I think from next week on they're probably going to move me into the CBD. Not sure what store yet, yeah. but that's going to be a lot of fun. Especially because being used to working at Prolog where you have a lot of time with the customers and it's mostly filter-based coffees we do, um, to coming down here and very, very high volume and more espresso-based. So it's, it's very different, but yeah. a lot of fun. We are professional milk steamers here. It'd be nice to see more of those Uber milk frothers. Uh, you can almost uh, fire one of the baristas. I, I haven't been to um, I haven't been to Europe like to taste coffee. I've only been to Japan and 
uh, Indonesia and, and Australia. So I'd, I'd really love to go over there. I love the whole sort of Nordic approach and lighter roasting and pour overs. And of course, you know, in Melbourne, it's all espresso um, with a little bit of batch brew. I think batch brew is a bit of a gateway to these coffees now because there's hardly any cafes that don't do batch brew. How have you, how, what do you think of batch brew? How do you find our batch brew in Melbourne? How was it tonight? Obviously, you probably prefer a manual brew. Uh, I actually really enjoy batch brews, uh, and I've been I've been very happily surprised. Uh, I still feel a few of the the shops here in Melbourne should change up the batch brew more frequently, so yeah. they don't sit for too long. Uh, I know that's like the main thing we do in in Copenhagen. That's not let it sit for more than thirty minutes. Wow, that's good. Uh, and then. The leftovers, especially if you see from uh, Anderson and Milliard and the Coffee Collective, they turn it into either uh, um, like cold brew. No, not cold brew. They turn it into kombucha. The Collective does, or they turn it into like a soft serve. Wow! Uh, I'd love an almond milk batch brew, like smoothie <laughs> or ice cream. Uh, so yeah, that's. That's really exciting. I think a lot of uh, cafes, they don't preheat the thermos. You know, like they just brew coffee into the thermos again. And, uh, you know, one of the things we do is we spend a lot of time cleaning the air pot, heating the air pot, you know, rinsing the paper filters. Like it's, it's so easy to, for, for batch brew to taste like just mouldy and bad and lukewarm. So um, I, I, we find that, you know, two, three hours is okay. But I think you're building like a, you're brewing a three liters. It's a big batch, um, and you're brewing it into like piping hot container. Um, but yeah, half an hour would be good. Yeah, in Denmark we're also really cautious about that. Everything needs to be cleaned properly because yeah. don't have it. Want to have any of those taints in it? Because uh, I think. At least in, in Scandinavia and Denmark, we're as picky with our filter coffees as you guys are with your espressos and milk-based coffees. Uh, so, any uh, any tips, any recommendations, any favorite coffee places to go to in Melbourne or anywhere in the world? Oh, uh, any good Instagram accounts to follow? <laughs> uh, I would say. When I first got here, I had two friends who lived here for, for a year. Um, and I think my favorite shop in the CBD so far is probably Patricia's. Yes. Because it's, what they do is just, it's, it's fantastic to see that they can do such high volume with that good service, like that kind of service, which is for me outstanding. And a tiny shop. And a tiny and shop, yeah. People have to, yeah. And I really like that. And then the actually really enjoy the, the brew bar, the the Antipec, the roastery of Proud Mary. This setup there is fantastic. How they the the way they showcase everything. I really really like that. Yeah. Which place was that? Antipec's. Antipec's. Yeah. Very good. If you open a cafe, would would it be in Melbourne or Copenhagen? <laughs> oh. I don't think I I'm not built to to. I don't want to open my own cafe. Yeah. I love to. I love working in one, and I, it's the only thing I've ever seen me do for the next at least ten years. But I don't want to do all the 
the administration and yeah. accounting and everything that you have to do if you open your own. Yeah. Uh, that's not what I, I'm in love with in this, this business. If you were going to do a coffee business, would it be like roasting or cupping or you just happy working for someone else? Uh, I'm happy to working for someone else, but I think next to the service, uh, hospitality part of the coffee, cupping is probably my favorite thing. I love cupping, so in, in that way would be uh, a dream position. Thank you. Thanks for sharing with us. Uh, that's Frederick, and uh, welcome to Australia. And my apologies from our government for the farming. I'm really sorry about that. We we have to change that policy. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's been fantastic. Yeah. Um, look, only eight.